Visible is a wireless carrier that is not invisible. It is pretty clear from the name, actually, radio waves are invisible. And I can say this with authority as a licensed amateur radio operator. That being said, Visible won't be giving you the power to see light outside the visible spectrum. It's actually way better because having that ability would make getting around very difficult and distracting. What you do get with Visible is unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. You get one line of wireless, just $25 a month, which is great in these times of economic uncertainty. That is one line for $25, taxes and fees included. So whatever you're doing at this moment, please stop. Switch immediately. Now, monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Wir gerne sehen in was ist los. It's dein Freundo Seth. I'm learning German. Yeah, in case you didn't know what that was. That is me trying to impress you with the little German that I know. Right now, I am actually learning German. I took it in high school. I goofed off the entire time. I did some other language learning apps. They taught me things like where the taxi stand is and how to find a bus, um, but not a lot of conversational uh German. Thankfully, that's what Babbel is all about. Babbel teaches you language conversationally, which let's face it, that is what you want to know anyway. I don't know. When I was in school, you learned like how to count. You learned like the colors. You learned the shapes. Those are all important things, but they don't help you when you're in uh, like Cologne, Germany with Ein Nierenstein, which by the way is German for kidney stone, uh, an experience I can unfortunately speak personally to. But I've been using Babbel to learn to speak German again, uh, better than I have before. I actually really like it because it is conversational. It's a little bit more relaxed. One of the things that it does that I really like is it'll sometimes show you what the literal English translation is. And I don't know why, but I find that very helpful in sort of understanding the structure, the grammar of a language and sort of putting myself into that mind space. Since I'm only in Germany for Gamescom, which is like a week, week and a half, I'm not immersed in the German language. I'm not immersed in German culture. So what I do is the second best thing. I'm taking Babbel. Hopefully this year when I go to Germany, I'll be able to impress all the Germans with how much German I know from learning through Babbel. The app has pronunciation recognition, so you'll be able to learn how to speak better with your accent, how to actually properly pronounce the words. That way you won't get made fun of by a, a group of older German men because you said Apfelstrudel and not Apfelstrudel. Um, no, it's really cool. Uh, I'm going to say right now there is a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now you can get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners because you guys are the best ones, by the way, at babbel.com slash realm. Get 60% off at babbel.com slash realm. That is spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash realm. Rules and restrictions may apply. What's up, Super Nintendos? It's me, your host, Seth Macy, direct from the underground, the digital underground, the techno dungeon. I am joined by Casey DeFridis. Welcome back, Casey. Hello. Jada Griffin. Hey. 
from her, from her own house and f- live direct from the studio in Burbank, California. That's not true. It's not true. Rest rest. <laughs> Reb Valentine, come on down. All right. This week, with bad graphics, weird glitches, and a $70 price tag, the Nintendo Switch version of Mortal Kombat 1 has the internet abuzz right now with memes and a sense of bafflement. But there's more than this week than just the disappointment of a current-gen fighter running on the Switch, including the equally disappointing Pokemon DLC, but also how Microsoft really wants to buy Nintendo, and with the release of the badass F-Zero 99, we take a moment to pitch our own 99-style games for Nintendo Switch Online. Let's get right into it. I drank five cups of coffee before the show that's not true that would destroy me so uh mortal kombat one on switch we have mortal kombat at home 70 dollars for a real real bad game we reviewed it did uh anyone does anyone want to venture a guess as to what our review score was well i don't i won't say because i know I don't, yeah i'm okay. cheating <laughs> I don't remember what score we gave it. Um, I'm not a big Mortal Kombat person, but I did see the uh, image we used, the one we attached to the review that like went up on all the socials. And it's like this horrifying image of someone with their eyes like popping out of their sockets and like their yes. lips peeled back and like these horrible yes. teeth. And it's really hard to tell how much of like, I think I think some of that is, it's just a very shocking image from the game. But I think also like the visuals are very bad and something horrible is happening that's not supposed to be happening. Um, and I, yep. I hate this image. And I said, I hated this image and so one uh one one jobert uh who works here uh decided decided to find sneaky ways to send me this image during the day yesterday so um that's how i feel about mortal kombat thank you for your time well i have great news for you when you go on to youtube to see the thumbnail for this week's episode oh no are you putting that same image in there seth yes no it's It's a good it's the best image It, it looks like a a sea horror like an like a screenshot from a sea horror you would just like find randomly on steam yeah i'm so sorry (laughs) i don't like it no offense to the sea horror games on steam i don't actually know what those are you said sea horror i was missing the last half of horror oh yeah sorry i I agree with you as to what you were saying (laughs) i'm so sorry horror horror this is a pg-13 i'm sorry amazing Um, (laughs) um so i just finished mortal kombat not on the switch on my playstation 5 because i didn't want to subject myself to that um and the game is great fantastic yeah. If you're not playing it on the Switch, um, yeah. based on, you know, I watched uh, the review that Mitchell did, who reviewed both the main, the next gen or current gen console and the Switch version. Um, and the biggest things are like, on top of the graphics, like the loading times are egregious. Like yeah. it's like 30, 40 seconds to get into a fight, like, which is kind of crazy um, compared to like the, like, I don't know, like four or five seconds on a current gen console. Um so like it's that and then there's just a whole bunch of other things that just don't really add up to it now thankfully uh you know ed boone came out and he said he is they are planning on patching it and fixing it they're work are going to work on it and make it better um because it, it's kind of sucks because the older mortal Kombat's on the switch weren't you know they weren't up to scale with the current gens at the time but they weren't right. at this level they were definitely um you know they were they were scaled they down all right but they did yeah. fine and they played fine. Yeah, right. um, whereas this one, it's like some of the performance and hiccups <laughs> and stuff like that. You can see through <laughs> character models. Like it's just, it's a mess. 
Yeah, um, I admire them for trying to put it on Switch. And I've watched a couple of YouTube um, videos, and I wish I could remember so I could like shout them out. But uh, and they were saying like at the end of the day, it's it's still like a fun Mortal Kombat game. It just looks so bad that it's almost like it, and it it sometimes runs so bad that it's hard to play. But it's yeah. Yeah, it's no, uh, it's no Tears of the Kingdom where you're saying, "How did they get this on Switch?" I did, it's I did see like, a little why? bit from our review about how the online, like, like it's just, it's just very hard to play online in the Switch version because the loading times are just so what? egregious. But that's the Switch's strongest feature right. is it's online. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, we gave this a three. I think uh, Mitchell was the one who reviewed the Switch version, and yep. uh, of course, somebody calling my. <laughs> but yeah we gave it a three which i believe is it what is isn't that bad on our scale that is awful yeah that's yeah. five that's right three five is, is mediocre four is bad and uh three is awful and we very rarely give out threes yeah and i think we gave out like two this week yeah it's actually <laughs> and, been uh, quite the week uh for lower scoring games yeah, and, and, and entertainment things anybody out there who complains that we give out too many sevens check out our reviews this week mm, because yeah. there's yeah. very few sevens compared to lower scores yeah yeah in <laughs> fact if you if you combine some of the game's scores you won't even get a seven so <laughs> that's that's not great casey you're not doing anything for this for like guides are you not me uh i I'm I'm not gonna say what I was helping with with this, but I'll tell you guys later. It's a secret. You guys don't know. I'm sorry. Um, but I no, I was Blood not writing. Code. I was not writing any of this. I was just kind of looking after it a little bit. Um, I really the only fighting game I play often is Super Smash Bros. And if I, I feel like most people know that about me, I will dabble occasionally. But Mortal Kombat, I have not played in quite a long time but i have been having a ton of fun looking at this discourse on social media the last couple of days <laughs> love it yeah it's uh i also have not played a mortal Kombat in a very long time but the reason i bought a sega genesis was so that i could see all the bloody murder on the original mortal Kombat one which nintendo left out because nintendo was a still a family-friendly company but took it to the extreme where they replaced all the blood with sweat um, so there were no fatalities that's, and uh, all the red is just blue because when you punch somebody, they sweat everywhere. That sounds almost more gross. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> just, I mean, we are 70% water, so I guess it yeah. kind of makes sense, but. <laughs> and also like, if you get blood on your hand, you're like, oh, this is a horrible tragedy and something has gone off just wrong. But when you get like somebody else's sweat, it's like, ew, like when you're playing <laughs> basketball against somebody who's a real big sweater. Not great. Wow. I hate this. Yeah. I hate it too. <laughs> so hey, blame Nintendo. They I was I was I was never ever gonna do anything with Sega ever. And then I was like, ah, but I'm I think I was like 16. I'm like, ah, but I need that Mortal Kombat blood. So yeah, went out and got it. A B B A B B, I think was the blood code. <laughs> Shout me out in the comments. I know the that you're blood you're code. Being, like, wrong. <laughs> yeah, you had to enter the blood code or else you couldn't enter play the, the blood code. code. <laughs> So yeah, Mortal Kombat 1 on Switch, don't bother. They're working to fix it, but I have to imagine it's kind of a low priority for them. Because yeah. Like kind of, I don't know, man. If you're, if you're a competitive Mortal Kombat player, like you're not. You have something other than a Switch. Yeah. Yeah. If, yeah. yeah. if you only have a Switch, you know, and you do want to play it, they do have a little bit of Mario Party and Pokemon in this Mortal Kombat. What? Wait, what? Yes. Please explain. So they have a new mode called Invasion Mode, which is basically okay. 
you moving around a Mario Party board, and each node that you stop on is like a fight or a challenge or one of the classic Mortal Kombat towers and stuff like that. So you're going through that, nice. and it's an RPG, so you level up as you go through. But as you get further into the game, it starts adding elemental advantages and disadvantages like Pokemon. So if you're like fighting against Sub-Zero, you need to bring somebody like Scorpion who does fire damage huh. because it does bonus okay. damage and you take less from ice. So like they, they brought a little bit of Pokemon like and Mario Party into it. Yeah. It's definitely a more casual mode. It's very repetitive. So it's not like something I would highly recommend. Go out and play it if you need like a new Mario Party or a Pokemon fix. <laughs> But if you really want to play Mortal Kombat and you like that kind of stuff, eh, Invasion Mode might be for you. But it is very repetitive. Mm. Totally off topic, but we're getting a Demon Slayer Mario Party game in the near future. And I'm super excited for that. I'm actually very hyped for that, knowing that now. And it's being localized. That is awesome. Okay, sweet. Well, uh, I mean, I don't know what else to say about Mortal Kombat. Um, To me personally... The, the best part of Mortal Kombat is when that guy goes, Mortal Kombat, on the soundtrack to the movie. Yeah. That soundtrack is amazing, by I the way. I immediately wanted to start. Sorry, I'm not going to do it. Scorpion. Thank you, Seth. <laughs> Sub-Zero. Yeah, man, go out and listen to that one. Go stream that. So um, you can play that on PlayStation 5. You can play it on Xbox, and it'll be uh, a much better experience for you. Um, Speaking of Xbox, boy, oh boy, wow. Xbox had a week. Um, <laughs> I know this is a Nintendo show, and the only reason we're bringing this up is because there was an email that went to somebody from Phil Spencer, uh, and Phil Spencer basically said, you know, Nintendo, they should just sell themselves to, to Microsoft. They don't know it yet, but they should just let Microsoft buy them and let them make games and not have to worry about hardware. And he said, I think it was something like, it would be a career defining moment for me. Um, and everyone lost their minds. Oh, Phil, you're, you're too heady on your own, uh, your own goodness, uh, all these acquisitions. Your hubris is, is unbelievable. But, uh, Reb, you have some context for that quote, I believe. Yeah, I've seen this going around a lot. And to be clear, I mean, everybody's right to report on it and be like fascinated by it because it is a very fascinating email. Uh, But I do think sort of without if you haven't read everything that was there, it maybe seems sort of ridiculous, like Phil Spencer in a room somewhere kind of, you know, rubbing rubbing his hands (laughs) together, plotting to buy Nintendo, which I I don't think is what's happening here. Uh, The context around this email is it's part of a longer email chain and we don't have the entire email chain, um, but it's basically a Microsoft executive. uh, His name is Takeshi Nomoto. Um, He is currently, I'm looking at his LinkedIn, he's currently their executive vice president and commercial chief marketing officer. So he's, he's commercial CMO. Uh, he came up through like Office 365 marketing and cloud marketing. So he's not... I love Office 365, so shout out. Right. And, but the point is, he's not like in their gaming division. He's not a gaming guy. I'm not... I, I have no uh, idea... Excuse me, Excel has esports league, so... <laughs> I, I have no idea what his knowledge of gaming is. It might be very expansive, but the what's going on is, if you, if you look deeper into the email itself, it shows kind of where this conversation came from, and they're 
they're talking about TikTok, it, it reads to me like they're talking about buying TikTok. Maybe that's not what's happening, but they're, they're talking about TikTok, whatever. And then he says, uh, it makes me wonder why we would not find targets like Nintendo more attractive. And then later on, he, he's basically saying kind of repeatedly, hey, why aren't we talking about buying Nintendo? It feels like if we're going to spend mm. that much money, we should be spending it buying Nintendo. And Phil's response is, I feel like a very sort of... It, it's it's a very appropriate response to the suggestion from somebody who's not in his division who oversees like this sort of commercial marketing thing at Microsoft of why they're not buying Nintendo. It's basically like, look, dude, if Nintendo ever came available and we could acquire Nintendo, wow, that would be incredible. I fully agree with you. But here are some reasons why we're not doing that, which, you know, include Nintendo sitting on this giant pile of cash. They're not interested in mm -hmm. selling. Um, they really haven't like pushed for anything like that in the past. They're kind of they're kind of untouchable. Like there's not, there, there's not really a path for us ever to do that. Uh, you know, we're, we're in touch with this guy who we, who we know who's been buying Nintendo stock to sort of see what he thinks. So if that ever changes, sure, but it's just not viable. And, and that's, that's sort of the gist of the email. Uh, so yeah, I mean, the, the thing people are pulling out of it is, oh yeah, that would be a career moment for him because of course it would. If Phil Spencer yeah, bought yeah, Nintendo, who, we'd all lose our minds. Not, yeah. We'd have to merge a yeah, bunch exactly. of podcasts together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'd be like saying like, oh, if I if I got first place in the, in the New York Marathon, boy, that'd be the best exactly. day of my running life. Like, yeah, no crap. Obviously, it would be. Yeah, so, um, but it is it is yeah. a really interesting email. I mean, I don't think those comments are, are something we should just dismiss. Obviously, it's something they've talked right. about internally. What if, what if? I'm sure there's an email floating around somewhere where he goes, yeah, it would be really cool if we could buy Sony, huh? Uh, I'm sure that exists, too. I'm sure every company has versions of that, except maybe Nintendo. Yep. I can't really, fa uh, I can't really imagine them like plotting to buy my Microsoft, that seems like it would be a weird move for them, but you know. I mean, like our parent companies, if Davis does mergers and acquisitions all, all the, time. the time, and uh, I, I will see like a company and I'll just, I'll just like slack pair. I'm like, ah, you know, I just should buy that company. <laughs> but obviously, it doesn't mean that we're going to or that I have a good idea. Like, uh, you know, we don't necessarily need uh, the, the people that make uh, tiny socks for frogs. <laughs> I was just trying to think of something link. completely stupid. Seth, how many acquisitions are you of? How, what are you O for what on suggestions of acquisitions? What are you O for? I am 10? O for like at least 10. <laughs> wow. Yeah, because like, I actually told Pear we should buy Nintendo. Nintendo mm. should, because yeah. we have a podcast already. Yeah. It just, mm, yeah. It makes sense. We could so. broadcast that we bought them very easily. We'd let, you know. What do you think Nintendo's going for these days? Like channels. five, 10 bucks? I'm sure we can afford that. Yeah. I, I got I got some money in the couch cushions, you know. I'll I'll pitch in and get some give me some stonks. Yeah, I got a know. first yeah, edition and... holographic Charizard. I'm I'm there good. Go. I yeah. that See, we got yeah. This. They probably want that back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was the the that was like the tiniest sliver of the whole Xbox debacle well, yeah. this week. Which I got to imagine, like if you work at Sony, you're like, oh man, you're like just licking at your chops. And I'm sure Nintendo doesn't actually care at all. Maybe maybe in in a way. No, but. I'm sure they do because this like it's it's very much a fluke that this happened, right? Like this is part yeah. so so where this came from is there's there's basically two locations where there have been documents from this trial uh, appearing. One of those places is on Pacer, which is this ba basically a, a government website where the general public can access court records uh, just generally. Um, but then for big trials like this, when they did this with the Epic Apple trial as well, they, the, the courthouse also puts an evidence folder 
online because what they know that what's going to happen is a bunch of reporters and other people are going to use the Freedom of Information Act request system to request all this stuff and report on it anyway. So instead of emailing everybody individually, it's just easier to once you have it fully redacted to dump it into a folder online and just be like, okay, here, all this stuff you're all going to request anyway. Here it is. You can look at it. And so they've been putting it on there. There's already been multiple instances where stuff like kind of got like snuck out when it wasn't supposed to, or they put things in there that weren't fully redacted. Uh, but this time it was this weird situation where it was, these were documents that should never have been put on there. Cause they were like not fully redacted or not even supposed to be in there originally. And they were not put in there directly. They were put in there as attachments to another PDF. Um, a lot of them were just like Microsoft business plans. A lot of the, the biggest juiciest one had to do with Bethesda and ZeniMax, but this totally could have been Nintendo stuff. Like the Nintendo was called to the stand in this case to testify. They absolutely mm. had Nintendo documents uh, floating around in various secret evidence folders uh, somewhere. We could have known. I know. We could have known about Switch 2. We could have had Nintendo stuff in and here. Metroid Prime 4. Metroid Prime 4. Where is Metroid Prime 4? It's coming for the now. Switch 2. I yep. know it is. It's a launch <laughs> game. Uh, I, you know what? No. It's the, the first holiday after launch is when we're going to get Metroid Prime 4. Yeah. In three years. Um, Remember during the epic, yeah. epic, epic Apple trial when they found a bunch of internal Epic docs uh, in, in evidence folders that showed they were that Epic wanted to put Samus in Fortnite? Uh, I don't remember, I don't remember that. that. That would be... It was like it was like a pit, they they hadn't like secured anything. They were just like, "Ooh, yeah, we could get Master Chief and then we could get I don't remember who it was from Sony, probably probably Aloy since they did that." And then they're like, yeah. "Oh, we get Samus from Nintendo." And you know, we see how well that went. Yeah. I think probably Nintendo was like, "Uh, Samus doesn't use guns. <laughs> Samus uses a blaster." Yeah. Very much. The one Nintendo uh, character that doesn't use guns. Right. Right. So, yeah, uh that was another thing, though. Uh, speaking of the Switch 2, was apparently Activision has seen or was briefed on the Switch 2. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, like, it's kind of, as I'm saying it, I'm like, yeah, yeah. that's kind of obvious. So is everybody. But that story also came out this week. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I we, guess maybe we, we're we using that as Switch sort of a benchmark. Too. I know we've talked about the Switch 2 a lot on this podcast, and I, I saw some people in the comments, maybe it was last week or the week before, who were still maybe skeptical that the Switch was at the end of its life cycle and that we are moving on to a new Switch. And like, let let the skepticism be banished. Th this is real. We have, you know, court, yeah. court yeah. documents that Activision has been briefed on at the end of last year, too, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. it, it's coming. I'm just yeah. really grateful we've moved on from talking about the Switch Pro to now the Switch 2 on this podcast. Yes. Thank you for that. Yes, we've evolved. <laughs> Anything for you, Casey. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, you know, a lot of people think without any evidence, but like maybe that there was going to be a, a Switch successor maybe last year or earlier, but then the pandemic and the shortages kind of threw everything off. Like everybody, there was a, a report from, what is it, the Washington Post? Or no, it was the Wall Street Journal where all those OLED screens were supposedly going to be for the next Switch, and then we just got, like, the OLED Switch. That was our mid-cycle refreshment. And, you know, it's a great screen on that. Yeah, that beautiful. Very really pretty. Like yeah. But, uh, yeah, Switch 2 is real. It's coming. Uh, it's going to be announced. Are you throwing a wild Ooh, guess out there? Is that what you're about to do? Yeah. They're going to officially unveil it February 29th leap year 
film. Mm. Actually, I don't know. No, I don't know what that. Do I think that. that's, that's a when Tuesday. Final Fantasy VII comes out. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm actually I mean, excited about that. what if they did though? We're too busy. <laughs> they're, they're Incredibly still... rude, but they would though. <laughs> Still super bitter about the the Nintendo PlayStation. Just like, hey, that's how a about Thursday. This? That's a Thursday. Um, it would be perfectly time to ruin our, our yeah. episode uh, where we talk. Where you know, it would probably would drop right after we get done recording. Um, yeah, I'm saying February 29th, they're gonna unveil the Switch successor. They are absolutely not gonna even come close to ruining the last bit of momentum they have going into this holiday. Which, by the way, pretty stacked. Yeah. looking looking oh, yeah. holiday for for nintendo yeah. i mean we get a new mario game come on two new mario games two well, well one one new one and a, well and a um actually <laughs> super mario brothers wonder uh speaking of super mario brothers wonder and this isn't in the show notes this is just me we're being on this ride guy. with you seth mm-hmm. yeah let's do it walmart walmart if you pre-order from walmart you get a pack of five super mario brothers wonder trading cards that are only at walmart and there's a thousand elef- like gold foil elephant Mario individually numbered cards in there that are going to be super, super rare. So like, yeah. Gold, wanna... say, say it again. Gold, gold foil, foil elephant yeah. Mario. Yeah. That's like <laughs> a new combination of words in the English language. <laughs> no one has ever said it before. Never. Never well, once. I think that's my, kind of a... my new series of words. Gold, gold foil, foil elephant, elephant mario yeah that's actually foil, uh mario yeah bird. that's the challenge key for my <laughs> password <laughs> yeah good. well you know what that's not enough to entice me seth i i need a platinum aluminum uh fire peach card is what okay. i need yeah yeah that sounds Man. better this is the new yeah. pink gold peach controversy <laughs> i'll see what i can do wait what's the pink gold peach Oh, it's not really a controversy. It's just like there's oh, spots the taken gold. up in Mario Kart by what is oh, essentially Peach with yeah, a palette yeah, yeah. okay. swap, and Pink Gold Peach is not uh, a thing. Okay. Right. Hey. Sorry. Rose Gold anyway. Peach. She can contend. In She's Mario cool. Kart. No, I I love her. To be clear, I'm on Peach's side in this. <laughs> yeah. So, um, okay. Nintendo not getting bought by Microsoft or anyone ever. Like realistic. Probably not. See Nintendo. That was a big thing before the Wii. Everyone's like, Nintendo needs to get out of the hardware business and just make games. They don't know what they're doing. Well, boy, those are some some great analysts uh, out there <laughs> on the old podcasts from circa 2006. They sure knew what they were talking. Just look well, at Nintendo now. Actually, to be fair, the Wii U, a little touchy there. Kind of looked like they maybe recovered. that was the end. They did, and my God, did they ever recover? Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, people always get mad. Like, I love the Wii U. I want to remind everyone that I love the Wii U. Yeah, I'm I mean, just sad that mine doesn't work. Anymore. I mean, <laughs> mine to doesn't be either. fair. To be fair, like Nintendo is kind of back and forth with their console successes. Yeah, they are. It's yeah. like you look at the Switch, very successful. Wii U, not successful. Wii, very successful. GameCube mildly successful i'm gonna start a 64. fight with anyone who insults the gamecube <laughs> 64 majorly successful you know uh, it's like, i don't think the 64 the 64 did not the 64 was not it was kind of no. like the nes the super nes and then the 64 like they declined. So, yeah, okay yeah. yeah yeah but but you're right um, they they take they take big swings and sometimes mm-hmm. they connect and hit home runs and sometimes it's uh pop fly i think that's yeah. i think that's right baseball yeah yes baseball <laughs> home run foul ball i mean all all of their handheld uh, devices have been extraordinarily yeah. successful that's like that, true. the 3ds just carried them 
There it is. During the Wii U era. There you go. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah, so so the super yeah there it is uh, 30 you know 32.93 million is nothing to sneeze at no. yeah but it's almost oh, as man. much as the gamecube and the wii nice. you know what's crazy i didn't realize the gamecube was such a low seller we're looking at a graph what? right yeah. now for people who are listening 21.74 million i mean i knew it wasn't it didn't set the world on fire yeah but the the space that it holds i think in people's imaginations and popular culture mm-hmm. just way more than that Oh. I mean, nobody talks. I mean, people were like, yeah, I loved playing Grand Theft Auto 3 on my PlayStation and then watching Scarface on DVD. But like nobody talks about that. Everyone talks about Nintendo GameCube and how much they love it and how fun it is. I think some is, of so. it is like a time period kind of thing right now, because I I feel like we've hit the era where the people who grew up with GameCube are now nostalgic for it. You know, like we've hit peak oh, GameCube 1, nostalgia. A few years ago, it was like Nintendo 64 nostalgia. Before that, it was Super yep. Nintendo. So, I mean, here, here in well, a couple yeah. of years, we're going to be getting Wii nostalgia. So, if I get, we, it's already there. Wii fans, if you want to feel old, just strap Ooh. in. Go on YouTube and just look up 10 hour Wii, you know, we music. Shop channel and, music. Yeah, we shop channel music. And it's like, everyone's like, yo, this is my childhood I, right here. <laughs> I still love I I have the Wii Shop music like on my playlist. I still listen to so it. So good. It's like, amazing. <laughs> it's it's a good what song. It's the lo-fi version, but it's great. Is this a commercial this? for Mario Party 4? Yes. yes. Oh, for the GameCube. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Wow. First one on the GameCube if I remember right. I love that little lunchbox so much. Right? It it makes the per you gut it and it makes the perfect lunchbox. It's really good. Don't gut it. You can still play games <laughs> on it. <laughs> Yeah, but then you can't put your lunch in it. Yeah. It's full of all. It's full of graphics. If you uh, it's full of graphics out of there. Red, you love the GameCube so much. You don't have one of each color, so so you can't just get one of them. I do. No, yeah. I don't. I do still have my old GameCube, my original GameCube. Um, I still have a couple games for it. I actually still have uh, Bat and Kaitos, and so I've been playing the re <gasps> the remaster this week. But I why keep... don't we talk about? Oh, that? I didn't mean to segue, <laughs> but we can't. Let's segue. It's perfect. Let's segue. Thank you. Thank you yeah, for I've providing been... me with that segue. You've been playing Bat and Kato's one and two. You love them both. I do very How much. Uh, well, I haven't, I haven't started the prequel yet because I'm playing them in, in uh, release order, like a silly person. Order, yeah, um, but yeah, I'm playing, I'm playing Bat and Kaitos. Uh, I'm up to for, for Bat and Kaitos nerds. Uh, I'm up to Anua Nua. Are you Kaitos heads out there? Uh, I'm, I'm running around the, the flower continent right now and, and getting ready to show Queen Corellia that actually she's in league with the bad guys. Uh, You're making all this up. It's, for, it's a real thing. I, uh, I have, I have mixed feelings about it. So on, on his face, you know, I, I love Bat and Kaitos. I, I am enjoying revisiting this game a lot. Um, a lot of the new quality of life stuff they added is really nice. Uh, you can turn battles off entirely, which is great. You can speed them up, which is terrifying, but also very convenient. Uh, yes. There's there's just a bunch of like little quality of life things. The UI is mostly improved. There's there's a few things that I actually don't like about it. Like equipment is weirdly buried in the menus somewhere, which is such a small thing. But given that it's actually kind of hard to remember that there actually is equipment in this game in the first place hiding it more i think was a poor choice um 
but yeah, it's good. Um, I actually think the AI upscaling mostly looks quite nice. Uh, it's really okay. it's really hard with games like this that have like these gorgeous kind of watercolor paintingly backgrounds when you remaster them to make them look like you remember them looking like, right? Like it's really hard, like mm. on a CRT and everything. It's really, really hard to get to get that effect. And I, I don't think they've done it perfectly. Uh, there's specifically a giant like wagon full of apples in one of the early towns that I kept looking at. Like that does not look correct for some reason there's something happening here that is not right but for the most part are they actually oranges there's there's something i don't know what they are but <laughs> for the most part they've gotten the vibe i think they've done a pretty good job with it uh the thing there's two big things that i don't like um and they are one of them is that it does get stuttery and i I apologize to anyone that I told in like comments or something that it wasn't, the performance wasn't that bad. Uh, it's not that bad on the first continent, but once you get to the second continent, it starts stuttering quite a bit. Uh, well, yeah, continents are the biggest type of landmass, so of course. Just, there's a lot of like moving clouds and things on screen all the time, and I think it confuses the game. Uh, it's not, it was, it's not <laughs> been detrimental to my enjoyment or anything. It's just every so often I go like, oh, it stuttered a little bit. Oh, it's doing that again. Uh, but it's not, it's not a huge deal. It's fine. The other thing, this is the funniest problem to have. So the original Batten Kaitos had not amazing voice acting and you can have your different opinions about it. My opinion is this was not the fault of the voice actors. Uh, it seems like a combination of really weird direction. Like everybody speaks super slowly all the time for no reason. And then the audio quality is just clearly really, really bad. And so the voice this acting was widely panned when this came out. What, Casey? The slow talking would kill me. Oh my gosh, I, like, it's horrible. Would just sh shrivel up and die of boredom. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's, it's really bad. It's really genuinely bad. Uh, but then... So everybody complained about it when it first came out, which, correct, fine, it was bad. But they decided to solve that in this version by getting rid of the English voice acting entirely. Uh, uh. It's just Japanese voice acting. So mm. it's funny because now, like, because that's happened, I'm now realizing I'm really nostalgic for the bad voice acting. <laughs> and not having it there sucks. <laughs> I miss it. Yeah. I miss... Like in battle, I just so I just got Liud in my party, and every time he attacks, all I can think of is this attack will be quick and effective. Extreme attack, concerto. <laughs> but he's not doing that. He's saying something in Japanese that sounds like it's well voice acted. Yeah. So you know, what well, a shame. Sure. I mean, to be fair though, like it's a different landscape now than it was back then. Um, and Reb, I think me and you were talking about this the other day, where like back when the Boxing Kaidos games first came out, they the internet was still new, so like it wasn't like as easy to share. Like, hey, this is totally terrible, and meme it, and all to hell, um, which would affect review scores yeah. and stuff like that. Um, whereas nowadays, like it would have been memed to all hell oh, yeah. and could have affected cells possibly. Oh yeah. Um, so I can totally respect their decision in not including it. But, you know, 
who knows, maybe we'll they'll include it as like a free download update later down the road. That would be a nice treat yeah, to the yeah. fans. It is a bummer though, because apparently, I, so I haven't played Origins yet, but my understanding is they also took the English voice acting out of Origins. And Origins actually had much better voice acting. Uh, actually, I would say some of it's pretty good. Uh, the main cast, the main mm. cast, especially the the trio of uh, Soggy, uh, Gyo, and Millie are really really good. Uh, and I I don't know what the Japanese voice acting is like, but not not spoiling anything. Gyo's voice acting is especially well done, at least in the English version, in a very specific way uh, that is is key to that story. And I, mm. I don't know what it's going to end up being like, but I, I'm very much going to miss it. Mm. Yeah, I feel like most games of that era and before, the voice acting was just like laughably terrible. Um, you know, like the original Resident Evil, there's that line. It's like, this, here you go, Jill, you the master of unlocking. Uh, when he gives her a lock. But <laughs> mm-hmm. We were talking about this in our, in our show meeting, but uh, the Blu-ray version of akira added the original vhs dub back to the soundtrack tracks which is the one that i grew up because the first time i saw akira was on vhs obviously because i'm 78 years old um (laughs) it was really nice to be able to like it was jarring to hear good voice acting and so i just put it back on the old one because it's like that was like a little sort of uh friendship thing that me and my friends had we would just say all these things from akira in the original vhs dub voice so i i i feel your pain i know how how nice it would be for them to just add that in but probably they decided it was too bad and everyone would make fun of it and it was too expensive to but for someone who's never even like didn't even know or remember these games existed would would you recommend these or is this just strictly like a nostalgia game? no i i think it's kind of tough like they're releasing at a time where there's a lot of other really good rpgs out there specifically like i just finished sea of stars we've got starfield going on uh baldur's gate 3 people are still taking lots of time with um mm-hmm. I, I i guess maybe the switch has not quite gotten as many i mean the switch doesn't have uh starfield or it doesn't doesn't have baldur's gate 3 right now I, no, oh, and it probably, I assume yeah, it will probably. eventually because uh, it got divinity maybe the, maybe the switch, switch too <laughs> anyway but yeah it's it's not quite getting as much of this good stuff so if you're like strictly a switch person and are really hungry for rpgs yeah maybe give it a shot like it's not okay it's not that it hasn't aged well it's just you know it's it is kind of a product of an era it's like a gamecube rpg i think the back the backgrounds are really beautiful i think even with the ai upscaling it's really nice uh, i think the card battling system is really really unique and interesting and if you're a sucker for really interesting battle systems or building card decks <sighs> yeah casey yeah. uh it's yeah, really I, good I, yeah <laughs> i wanted to know specifically if you would recommend yes. this to me based on the deck building and i actually okay. think if you have a lot of time to kill and want to play both of them it's i think the two games merged together are a really good showcase of that uh, the first game start the card stuff starts out really slow and gentle and it's like okay you can play two cards per turn it's really slow there's no time limit just take your time and learn how this works and then over the course of the game as you level up and class up you start getting time limits on how long you have to play your cards and how many oh, cards man. are in your hand and how many cards are in your deck and it gets more and more complicated and so mm. by the end of Batten Kaido's one you're playing at a fairly rapid pace but you understand it and you feel confident in it mm-hmm. Batten Kaito's Origins starts off at the speed that Batten Kaito's 1 ends at and then gets faster. Okay. 
<laughs> oh jeez. Oh, wow. okay it's awesome it's really cool how they evolve it into the prequel and i really really dig it uh music motoy sakuraba absolutely famed composer golden sun heck yeah also like dark souls oh, yeah. games uh various other yeah. rpgs he's been in like mm -hmm. everything so if you like his music this is i think one of his best soundtracks which is saying a lot because he's really good um okay. and also nice. Sorry, I just really like these games, and this is probably the only chance I'll have to talk about them on the show. No, please. For real. Yeah. Um, I love it. The twist. There is a twist in the middle of Batten Kaido's one that I think is one of the best twists in video games. It's really well executed. Okay. You don't see it coming, uh, and it's, it's it's just really well well done. Uh, I think I think I have various quibbles with the plot. I think the plot is like sometimes good and sometimes bad, but that specific moment, I man, it blew my mind. I'm really stoked to get to it uh, in my playthrough this time, and I hope other people enjoy it too. Nice. Oh, yeah. well, I'm glad you're enjoying that game. Um, but let's talk about a game you just dropped a review for and Casey, I believe you've been playing this as well. Yeah. Uh, I beat it and I'm, I'm working on some, some stuff for guides for it. All right. Uh, Jade, have you had a chance to play this mystery game that nobody knows what we're talking about that just, uh, dropped today? It yeah. is a mystery to me, Seth. Mm -hmm. Okay. Reb. Hi. You, me how again. do I, you look confused? Oh, I don't know. What, what are we talking about? What is this? <laughs> Pokemon <laughs> DLC. Oh, it's a mystery game. <laughs> Yeah. yeah i didn't realize you were making a joke about that i was like why are we talking about a game i don't what surprise now you you reviewed the pokemon uh dlc for i um, did what um... oh wow. yes yeah. i reviewed the pokemon dlc and it is bad no it's mediocre five is mediocre okay mm -hmm. okay oh it's yes four is bad so um Ooh, well yeah uh i'm not gonna ask you to like explain or defend your score but could you tell us uh like that sounded so like aggressive I don't <laughs> no know you're good um, <laughs> i feel i i feel like Please. i've been talking a lot i feel really bad yes i will continue talking i will tell you about pokemon um yeah so i reviewed scarlet and well Violet. i want to i want to um contrast that with with casey's thoughts as yes well. absolutely i want to i'm very curious yeah. what casey thinks so i oh no <laughs> <laughs> no, I, so I, I played Scarlet and Violet and reviewed that, and I gave that a six. Um, I basically said, hey, the, the gameplay is really cool. Like, I love the open world stuff, but the performance is terrible, and aesthetically and, like, design-wise, this world is not that interesting. Um, a lot of people disagreed with me and liked it more. Some people liked it less. All over the place, fine, whatever. The reviews are opinions. Um, man, I think the teal mask is, mask is just a huge step back, honestly. Like, even Oof. from the good things of, of Scarlet and Violet, it somehow runs even worse, and I don't want this to yeah. just turn into a giant harp on the performance. But I was already... I, I'm really not a big person who's like, yeah, games have to run super well, 60 frames per second, you know, super HD stuff. But, man, it's so distracting. You, like, Casey, you saw it too? Yeah, it's it's like much worse i didn't know oh no. it could be that much it's... worse i mean i had oh, my... no. <laughs> i had my game crash in the original one mm -hmm. but i also had my game crash in the teal mask same twice now and Ooh. uh everything is just so slow and takes so long to load and it just it's i don't even know how to describe it in detail it's just worse everything that is in Reb's review about Scarlet and Violet running poorly is also in the teal mask, but worse. Yeah, I it's 
like the pop in is really bad like like literally npcs right in front of you will just appear out of nowhere or i think the the really egregious one is so when i want to get on my bike i want to get on my bike because i want to go fast theoretically so i get on my bike and i think i objectively am going fast but i just feel like i'm chugging across the landscape because everything is just and I'm, i'm also not the type of person to like if a game doesn't run perfectly, I, I'm fine with it. Yeah. Like if there's a little bit of pop in here and there, if there's a little bit of like slow down and occasion. But oh man, I just remembered a specific thing. I was in a battle in like I don't remember what the place is called, but there was a bamboo place, and for some reasons, for some reason, there are just dozens of hair cross spotting just all over the map, like right next to me while I was trying to have this trainer battle. And <laughs> I was dumb. And like the Pokemon I had in my party were Pokemon I was just trying to evolve to finish my Pokedex. So I had like two Pokemon to fight with and they weren't, you know, mm-hmm. the best ones to use against what I was fighting. So this extremely painful battle became exponentially more painful because all of those hair cross spawning made everything happened in slow motion oh, it was no. so upset it was just incredibly slow motion like half the speed the whole battle against um it was one of the um there's these certain types of trainers called i think the ogre yeah the, the ogre like, clan or something the, the kitakami ogre, ogre clan so they are one of the more like difficult trainer not that hard but like they actually have a full <laughs> part oh, they actually have a full party yeah. you know mm-hmm. so i was just like I was suffering. I suffered. Oh, Casey, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, but like that, that was way worse than anything I had experienced in Scarlet and Violet. And just the same thing, like I would ride around and Pokemon would just not either not spawn at all or spawn so much that my yeah. game would slow down. Yeah, it even f- happens in cutscenes. Like there's there's a moment yes, where you show I- up at the festival and it's supposed to be That's like exactly. really grand and it shows you like this kind of empty lane and you're like, oh wow, where are all the people at this festival? And then they all just appear. <laughs> so but weird. also also at the same time, it like they're slow downs and it like chugs along. Yeah. Like it's and it's a cutscene. It's like, why is this happening? I don't understand. Yeah. So yeah. Qu- question for starting this DLC, do you like take a bus or a plane to go somewhere else? Is that how you get there? Or is it just something like, it's a new landmass and you can just fly over there? You get, a, like, you get on annually. a plane, theoretically. I mean, you can, you, so you can fast travel back and forth once you've been there, but the the mm-hmm. conceptually, the idea is that you have gotten on a plane. I'm just curious, like, I'm just wondering if like the performance, if like when you go to this new zone, if they're not deloading the base island. So like mm. the Switch is still trying to <gasps> render all of the core island of aldea and also this new area so it's just like stacking per- like it's just eating Maybe. up all the ram because it's got too many things that it's trying to load at once because it's trying to keep this world fully open since you can fast travel so quickly back to the other Maybe. location i wonder if that's complicating i don't know it, which is just that sounds like an optimization issue so that's yeah, something that could be potentially patched later i mean but Nintendo said they were working on performance stuff last, last December. Yeah, and we haven't and seen any of no. that. So I'm not, or not Nintendo, but Game Freak. Um, right. So I'm not really holding out. It's, uh, it's a big over. bummer because we have Tears of the Kingdom, which is yeah. just this enormous, incredible, flawless, seamless world. And now we have to like deal with a Pokemon game, which is pr- arguably like the bigger franchise, uh, probably in people's minds, uh, not running well at all and also i want to point out here that uh my condolences go out to casey because i'm assuming you're playing this for a guide 
Yeah. Right. <laughs> and what the the nice thing about a review versus a guide is if you're reviewing a game and you're like, well, this game sucks. Well, glad I'm done. But if you're uh, yeah. if you're doing mm-hmm. a guide, you just got to go visit that that nightmare. Yeah. Over and, and over again. <laughs> This year, I decided I actually wanted to like follow hockey a little bit more than just the most casual of casuals. So I subscribed to a service that streams all of the NHL to your television, uh, the Boston Bruins home opener. I went to watch it and boom, blackout restrictions apply, which I thought was kind of ridiculous because I'm still 200 miles away from Boston, but whatever. Had I had NordVPN, that wouldn't have been a problem. I would have just gone in, changed my settings to another geographic area, and boom, I could have been watching all the Boston Bruins home games like it was nothing at all. So now I have NordVPN, and I could watch the home games of my local teams streaming without being frustrated. It's the same thing with, like, Netflix. It has all these complicated licensing rules, which from one country to another don't really make sense. So something you could watch on South Korean Netflix, you won't be able to watch on the United States Netflix unless NordVPN, boom, switch to South Korea, and you're watching whatever Korean drama that you want I highly recommend you do that. I haven't done it myself, but people seem to enjoy them. And who am I to try to bring down people's enjoyment? Uh, NordVPN, more than just entertainment and sports availability, it's going to protect you, especially when you're traveling, when you're using public Wi-Fi. People are trying to get in there. They're creeping on you. Bad actors, people trying to steal your password, your bank account details. Who knows what the government's doing these days? I can't keep track. They're all over the damn place. NordVPN... It's going to protect you. It's going to protect up to six devices because I know you have at least that many devices in front of you right now that can hook up to the internet. Boom. Fastest VPN in the world. You're not going to get any buffering. You're not going to get any lagging. Uh, It's going to stop your ISP from bandwidth throttling, which they do. That's kind of sneaky, especially how much you're paying those guys. There's threat protection to protect you from viruses and malicious malware and whatever else. Uh, Um unsavory actors are out there. If you want to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com slash NintendoVC. That's nordvpn.com slash NintendoVC. Victor Charlie. Uh, That link is also going to give you four extra months on the two-year plan. There is no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. That's nice of them, and I appreciate that. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. And I'm, this also, this is not my like main task I'm doing right now. Uh, so I'm having to fit it in with other things. So I'm playing it in my free time. And I, I'm not going to lie. I 
still like Pokemon and I am still having fun with it, but I agree with Reb that it's not the best. It is probably mediocre to okay. Um, and I'm not, I'm really not that fond of the new, the new Pokemon that they introduced in no. this game. Except for, a... I like Poltergeist and Sinistra, yeah. which are the mm -hmm. the ghost matcha tea Pokemon. I think they're great and adorable. And I love <laughs> that they, I was going to say something terrible, but just go watch, watch the ending of the original trailer and you'll know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I love that. That was great. Um, <laughs> it was very morbid, but the rest I... of the, the Pokemon designs, I'm just not really into, especially the main one, Ogre Pond. They did they revealed all of these before. Like, there's nothing new in there, which was also uh, kind of disappointing because yeah. they already revealed everything. Yeah, I think so. My, I, I, I like Diplin. I do think Diplin is like slightly less impressive when you look at the other two uh, evolutions. Look at Appleton. Yeah. Like, how can you? Appleton is this giant <laughs> apple pie dragon, which is the coolest thing ever. And then Diplin's just like, it's Appleton, <laughs> but with like some candy coating, uh, which is not that exciting. But I don't know. I, I think a lot of this stuff could have been so like, Again, I'm playing Baldur's Gate 3 right now. Baldur's Gate 3 is also kind of a technical mess. Like, we've had a lot of bugs, a lot of weird performance issues with it, especially as we've gotten further in the game. But the core game of Baldur's Gate 3 is so freaking fun that I'm willing to forgive a lot. Uh, but I, mm. I think the other problem I have with this DLC is that the, the actual game and story of it is not that fun i mean like catching pokemon filling a pokedex battling it's still pokemon i still like pokemon yeah. i still like those things that hasn't changed the story of the dlc is i don't know it's kind of standard it's you go to a re i mean not to spoil it for people but you go to a region there's a legendary pokemon you learn about the legendary pokemon you catch the legendary pokemon <laughs> i mean I, I don't know wow you think that's a spoiler i'm no sorry way. but it's what? holy cat also speaking of the story i'm not gonna spoil specifics but i it's been a long time since a game has made me feel like this much of a jerk yeah I, oh my god so and I want to say the, the R-rated version of that word, but I'll like I'll keep it PG. The biggest jerk. Just I know the exactly biggest. the At moment the you're talking that, about. It's I'm hmm. like, are we going to cause a villain era here for someone? Like, what what are we doing? Like, we are the Pokemon's villain. Pokemon's heel turn. I felt so bad. <laughs> There's the Pokemon historically, like sometimes, not not even really historically. The, just the most couple, the last couple generations. <laughs> has decided that the player needs to participate in dialogue for some reason uh and will often give you choices like conceive like choices like pick pick option a or option b but they literally never matter they're usually just two slightly differently phrased versions of the same comment it's really a waste of time mm -hmm. i don't know why they did it the older pokemon games did not offer you anything like that and it was fine uh but there, there's specifically a moment casey's talking about uh in i think i think is what you're talking about in this dlc where it it conceivably gives the player a moment of agency but the options are both terrible and there's nothing you can do about it and it just feels flavor, so bad which flavor of jerk would you like to be right now it's not good pick one you know main character energy is not always good no it's really not but also but also i'll say this too i don't really like the new characters they introduced very much either it's really a bummer we weren't able to bring the guys from uh yeah grape academy or whatever with with us as, as soon as as soon as we or first started with they're like oh here's your group of people to go to kisakami with i was like these are a bunch of losers Who are these guys? <laughs> and i was, and I was right
right? Like they don't aren't involved with anything. One of them actually complains about being an errand boy, like in the story. <laughs> Let me bring like Nimona and all them. They don't have to have a role, but just bring them along no. so they can be in dialogue yeah. or something. It seems it seems really weird. Like I understand introducing new characters into a new storyline. That makes sense. But to like completely just for make you forget about or try to make you forget about all these characters that you've you know probably spent 30 to 60 hours with minimum like going through these stories and evolving your like connections with these characters like and they're, they're just like no you don't you don't need to talk to them anymore like that's it they were there, yep there is you moved no on way from school. the main they're, character sorry <laughs> no yeah it's 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 wild like it's like nope sorry you're you're now in college so you forget about all your high school friends like it's basically well i mean it's true we did a lottery <laughs> and only four of you get to go only four people in the entire school are allowed to go to japan and the four people who are going are the literal pokemon league champion of paldea and then three people you've never seen before in your life yeah, that's, and the that's two people, right and the two people from the sorry, this is this is all in the first five minutes of the DLC. Yeah. The two people who get to go here from the other school, which by the way, the other school they say is located in Unova, which my ears perked up instantly. I'm like, oh sick. Are we gonna get to like hear about Unova or something? Are we teasing something? What's going on? No, it's two kids wow. who live here anyway. <laughs> also they suck i don't like them sorry uh, <laughs> they, well, okay. i just want to say like the champion there's no way the champion of that region wouldn't have the pull to be able to be like okay i know it's a lottery system but i'm gonna bring my bestie right yeah there's no way yeah yeah i would do that i'm sorry well, no, I but we don't the system, have the pull but... because there's also all these stupid moments where I, i've got a team of pokemon that are like level 80 to 100 and then they're like oh it's too dangerous to walk around at night don't go outside <laughs> <laughs> I, I also was like what to that as well it's very weird oh, it's a weird dlc i i don't know uh positives positives um mm -hmm. the mountain in the middle of kitakami is really cool it is really neat i did really like exploring that whole map yeah. it's it's neat it's there's a lot of verticality and different like nice. nooks and crannies and secrets to find it's cool uh best character in the dlc perrin my girl mm-hmm uh, there is a little uh, photography side quest that you can unlock once you've caught a certain amount of Pokemon. I won't spoil it too much. You do run into Perrin immediately and she tells you about it, but she's like, hey, come back later. Uh, Perrin is awesome. Her quest was great. Uh, I wish the DLC had just been that. I wish it had been her, like multiple <laughs> renditions of the thing, of the activity that you do for her leading up to. So you just wanted Pokemon Snap 3. I mean, Pokemon Snap <laughs> was really good. Okay. Yeah uh all right yeah i don't know it just feels it feels like massive wasted potential especially given like i i really liked isle of armor i really liked i i was not as high on sword and shield uh as some people were but i really did love isle of armor and crown tundra and thought that they kind of elevated that whole game uh in a way yeah, that makes did. me I, look at it very fondly <laughs> i really okay. like the crown tundra a lot it's good it's good here's my question uh sorry Jada. no go for it Seth. well i was gonna say if they issue a patch and it fixes the performance issues how much because from what it sounds like is it still has a lot of problems but how much would that change the way that you feel about it if this ran well uh if it if it ran well if they fixed literally all the performance issues i'd have to like play it again and just kind of get a feel for it but yeah. probably bring it up to like a six or a seven for me like it's still not it's not shining it's fine uh i yeah, it's it's a meh oh i was 
the other thing too, the other kind of big point is Scarlet and Violet, their whole thing was, oh, player freedom. You can do the story in any order you want. Jim's yeah. in any order mm-hmm. you want. You can tackle Team Star, whatever. This one, it's a fully linear DLC. There is no, like, you can uh, run around the whole region, but there's no benefit to doing that except catching Pokemon. Mm-hmm. The story is just fully linear. And I, I also thought that was a huge step back. So like it, it took, it took all the things that were really good about Scarlet and Violet, threw them in the trash and then made it run worse. I don't, cool. I don't know why you would ever awesome. do that. Um, yeah, like a six or, or maybe a seven. I don't know. Maybe I'd feel differently about it, but it's just, I don't know. Yeah. I hope. All right. yeah. most, most important question I have. Is my guy in it? Is my guy there? No. 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 No Bulbasaur? That's no. You'll be, no, you'll be able to catch Bulbasaur. the starters. I, the starters, I believe. In I think they're an indigo disc. The indigo disc. Yeah. Yeah. But. Okay, then I guess I'll wait till the Indigo disc. There you go. Yeah. But Rev, I have one more question. I'm sorry to extend this conversation any longer, but Rev, I really want to know what you think about the Ogre Alstein minigame and if you tried to beat that series of (laughs) minigames by yourself. No, I hated it. It was bad. (laughs) Like, why? So what Casey's referring to is there is a minigame uh that you you have to play through for the story at least once after that you can totally ignore it but it does give really really good rewards like genuinely really Mm. good for like competitive battling and then also i hear there's a pokemon reward if you beat like the yeah the The hard mode yeah um anyway it's this it's this terrible mini game called ogre (laughs) ouston where you basically get on your bike which remember getting on a bike makes the game chug uh, and you drive around and pop these balloons to collect berries and then deliver them back to like this platform or whatever. It is boring for starters. You basically drive because there's balloons <clears throat> everywhere. It's like it is conceptually fairly easy. Drive over, get balloons, drive back. Not hard. But they keep ramping up the amount that you need at harder difficulties. And it, it does get very, very challenging if you don't play it online, except one, it makes the game run really bad. And two, playing online makes it run, run worse. So you can't win here. It's not good. I don't like it. It's no are good. You, are you, um, I actually didn't even try to play online. Can you play with randoms or you need to get people? I did not try to play with, ra- I played with, with friends. Yeah, no, I think, I think you it's a mini game where you need to have friends. Like you can't just join up with random people. Yeah. You could be wrong about that. I, but... I think, I think you might be right too. Cause I, I, I was specifically going out of my way to play with friends, but I didn't. Yeah. I, I wasn't really looking yeah. for an option to play with random people, but yeah, I didn't, I didn't see one just by the small amount of time I spent in there, but that game gets really, really hard. Like to beat the hard mode. I think you need to have, you need to have friends to play with and mm-hmm. you need to talk to each other while you're doing it or you yeah. will not. There's like one factor uh. about it that you, t- there's one factor that once you put the berries in the buckets and you leave, Pokemon will come and eat the berries out of the buckets. Yeah. And once they get there, they eat them so fast. Yeah. Like a Munchlax is, uh, a greedy Munchlax is eating your berries yep. and like just all of them gone in like a split freaking second. I'm being oh slightly hyperbolic, but five seconds all your berries are gone so if you were only one away and you had like five seconds left that's it you're done you're not you're not it beating that level terrible. yeah it's such a weird game because like it, it it's it's conceptually so easy like mm-hmm. it, like it, there's no there's not like skill the... involved really but then there is because the the amount of berries they eat the speed they eat them at and then the time we're going it's it's weird i and don't you, you also have a limited amount of berries you can carry at any that given too, time yeah. so if you have that many mm. berries to pick up you can't just get all of them and dump them all at the same time you have to go back and forth yeah. which is the danger of the greedy 
yeah. credence and munchlax, etc. <laughs> yeah. You have to roar at them. And also if you go too fast in and you run into one of the receptacles, it like it makes you like recoil yeah. against it and this all sounds very awful, actually. Here's the, here's the yeah. thing I'm trying to say. It's, it, is, it is very challenging, but when I, when I do well at it, I do not feel that I've demonstrated a skill. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, I know exactly what you yeah. mean. Yeah. Like when I it's do like really well in Overwatch, difficult. I feel like I've done something skillful, but I don't yeah. feel that way from like this. When I would get a, like a chicken dinner in PUBG yeah. back when I used to be obsessed, I was like, man, I, I finally oh, did yeah. it. I did a good job. Whereas, yeah, no, it, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, actually, speaking of games where you feel good... <laughs> F-099 rules, by the way. <laughs> if you're not mm -hmm. playing that, I don't know what your problem is. That game is super fun. It's uh, it's hard to beat. I have not gotten past, like, top... Like, I think the highest I ever got was, like, top 12. Um, I have not come in first, but, yeah, I'm really enjoying it. Uh, stop playing Mute City. We get it. You, you're casual. You don't know how to play video <laughs> games. But um, it's, it's super fun. I, I love it. I... I really enjoy the like the tournament modes where you're like there's two teams and you're battling against each other or it's just like a different bunch of races which i haven't got through those either but the whole reason i'm bringing this up is because we as a panel have come up with our own pitches to nintendo who i know listens every i know mr mm -hmm. miyamoto listens and takes notes and shares it with the company every week after he listens to this show um we have our own pitches for our own nintendo 99 games and actually that was uh, i think there were more than one questions in the question block about like what we would like to see as a 99 game uh jada i would like to begin with you because i have a feeling that the game that you pick or the games uh, mm -hmm. you picked are gonna I'm be so excited for this rule, so, so yeah, it's no surprise i do game design on my side so like asking me to come up and pitch like a game design is it's, it's a fun thing for me uh, the first one I'm going to go with is from a little-known franchise that, you know, Nintendo has not done the best with lately, and that's going to be Star Fox. I'm going yeah. Star Fox 99. Good. Um, and it's kind of a basic idea. It's basically a Star Fox Battle Royale pitting you up against 98 or 99 other pilots in our wings um, in a battle for space supremacy. Sounds very simple, very basic. Taking down other people will drop either bombs or laser upgrades or little health rings for you to fly through, just like Star Fox has done in the past. Um, and then it follows typical Battle Royale format, where as time goes, uh, progresses, the ring shrinks for your space arena. But instead of just like a ring where you can stay outside and, you know, take damage and whatever, slowly, if you're caught outside the ring, Bombs come in the, you know, the big old Star Fox bombs that explode, explode around the entire outer arena. So if you get caught in there, you're dead. You just, you're out. You get eliminated if you can't stay in the arena. Um, so, but yeah, that's my pitch for uh, a 99. I want to see some Star Fox 99. I like that's that good. one a lot. Here's my question. Which version of Star Fox is it going to be graphically based on? Ooh, um, you know what? I may be in the minority here, but I loved Star Fox Assaults graphics um okay. so i would go I, I would pitch it in star fox assault graphical style okay all right i like that another then, fun fan favorite from the gamecube yeah Era. mr miyamoto's furiously writing notes right now he's like why didn't i think of that <laughs> this is gonna be a million seller all right reb what do you have for us for a 99 style game uh 
Mario Party uh, 96. <laughs> okay, I need to <laughs> explain. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so Mario Party. Uh, maybe some old school, mm-hmm. very classic Mario Party, just because I, I like that better than the ones where you get into a car or whatever. Uh, but it's it's basically <laughs> 96 people simultaneously playing a game of Mario Party. And everybody it's everybody's first turn. We, we have to put time limits on it. Otherwise, people will stall out uh, and, and drag the whole game down. But you roll the dice, you move how many spaces, and you have whatever interaction with the space that you have. Uh, and then, you know, there's all the different things that can happen on the board. So you can still steal coins. It's randomized, so you're stealing coins from random players um but then when you get the reason why it's 96 is because mini games are typically between four players and so it has to be divisible mm-hmm. by four i guess oh. we, i guess we could also do mario party 100 but i don't know 96 sounded <laughs> no, nicer no, no, to no. Me. you can't you can't have 100 it'll explode it will yeah um and i what i what i think would need to happen is i i i have not like mathed this out in a way that makes sense but i think you need to have some sort of elimination mechanic and so i think mm-hmm. yes. i think it needs to be something to do with the mini games i did try to math it out and if you just eliminate whoever gets fourth place each time then your game only has a couple turns because people get eliminated too quickly but i think maybe there's like some some like risk reward system with the coin system where maybe if you hit zero coins you're eliminated or whatever and then you try to be like in the final top four or whatever who get first second third and fourth place but you're you're divided into mini game groups of four randomly and you play mini games to earn coins and stars and secure your place on the board so i think i think i think what you could do with that is you eliminate the bottom 12 players with the least amount of coins or st- combination oh, of coins good. and yeah. stars after each round of mini games yeah. so you have eight rounds basically to then determine who would be the in the final round to compete for the superstar that's really good that's very smart jada mm-hmm. see game design Game design. Um, The one thing that I would add to this is I think maybe either maybe like twice during the full game. Well, yeah, a couple of times during the game, I think there should be at least one mini game that involves literally everybody. Like they should design mini games around having just everybody in a big pile doing something ridiculous. Um, I can imagine the the penguin side scrolling game. Yeah. Or maybe like the jump rope game. Remember that one? Oh, man. You have just a really long rope. With 100 people. Yeah. Oh, my God. Perfect. Um, I could just I see I feel like those mini games have a lot of different permutations that could make that extremely fun. Um, And I I would just I don't know. I feel that feels like a phone game to me. I don't know why, but I feel like I could jump in for a couple of rounds of mario party 96 or whatever yeah sounds good so we got two bangers so far casey man bring the thunder bring the heat uh mine is not a banger and it is also extremely affected by recency bias so pokemon stadium 2 just came out heck yeah and that so two ideas i'm sorry i'm cheating but it's both no it's it's not cheating it's called we want to hear about it yeah because we have eight 17 minutes left of the show. Okay, perfect. It's both, they're both based on Pokemon Stadium 2. First one, so there's a mini game called Egg Emergency in Pokemon mm. Stadium 2, where you play as a Chansey and eggs and Voltorb are falling at varying rates and like it gets faster and faster as you're going. <laughs> I yeah, there this. you go. Yep. Yes. And you have to catch the eggs and avoid the Voltorb. So cute. So we could have everyone playing at the same time. And yep. As you catch eggs in a row, you can send hate over to your opponents automatically. As you hit Voltorb, it causes you to lose them. You have to catch a certain amount of eggs or else they will eliminate you as time goes on. And the longer the game goes on, the more difficult it gets. And maybe you can, instead of it just being eggs in Voltorb, they will make you make decisions during it as well, where they'll have special colored eggs that do special different things. And Mm -hmm. so it'll 
make you make choices as it goes as well. And it'll eventually get to the point where it's just going so fast and so difficult that the last like 10 players is just, it's just insane. And once you get catch enough eggs, you evolve into a blissey. And then that makes your catch your catch bigger, but also makes it harder for you to avoid the Voltorbs. I love it. Ooh. Perfect. <laughs> Sounds great. So that's oh, yeah. that's my my first idea. And okay. the other one, second? my second one. I like um, that one, yeah. They had so they had a multiplayer quiz in this game, and mm -hmm. it was all about Pokemon with very niche, very silly like questions like which of these pokemon the is the, yeah like which of these pokemon is the shortest or like uh this mm -hmm. pokemon is brown which of these pokemon is red and it's just a, a quick fire thing and if you have 100 people doing quick fire and then just eliminate people over time as you have a, enough losses and the questions get more difficult and more difficult that is extremely niche though only for pokemon nerds so but I would, I would like it because I would be good at it. So, <laughs> I mean, you could branch it out. It could branch it out, and it could literally just be like a Nintendo quiz. Yeah. And just cover yeah. All oh, a Nintendo. Nintendo quiz. I would love oh, that. Like that would be cool. Like Nintendo Land, but quiz format. Basically. Look at Jada yeah. just elevating our ideas effortlessly. Can we? Can we have yeah. all of these Pokemon Stadium mini games be ninety nine versions? I miss. I, mean, I love Clefairy sets. Clefairy sets very well. Clefairy sets I mean, is awesome. Pokemon Stadium ninety nine, and it's just all of these games in like different. You don't even know what one you're gonna get. Yep. Yeah, or people. Oh no, people vote on it, and then they always vote on the same one. Yeah, <laughs> Lumu Meadows. Yeah, these are great ideas. Now mine feels really stupid. No, oh, it's uh, great, it's Seth. Not, not a chance. Let's hear it. Well, I think I I'm playing to, like to the crowd here because this is uh, Donkey Kong '99. Yeah, and the first part of it is based on the original Donkey Kong arcade game. So yep. every time you um, smash a barrel or uh, with your hammer it gets sent to a random player or if you jump over a flame it gets sent to a random player and then the choice is like well do i speed through this to win this level or do i slow down to knock people out with the hammer and then after you beat the uh, levels the original levels of the uh the donkey kong arcade game then it goes to donkey kong country and there's three levels there's a normal side scrolling level there's a minecart level and then there's a uh, underwater level and they're mostly like the super mario 35 where it's just like get through the level they're a little tweaked whatever and then finally when there's 25 people left please be what i think donkey it is kong 64 yes it's a donkey kong 64 level where everyone has to grab their specific colored bananas <laughs> so there's five there's five different teams uh until you know everyone gets knocked out the bananas start to pile up around you on your screen and the screen becomes smaller and smaller and smaller until eventually you can't see and then you're knocked out and then when there's only five left then it's the same thing again but it's just you know grab all the bananas that you can and that is donkey kong 90. that's good did you ever Seth, did you ever play the multiplayer in donkey kong 64 i can't remember if we talked about this before hold on a second literally did not know that there was multiplayer what? in donkey kong 64. i think we had this on this show before have we i think we have i forget things. i love donkey kong 64 there is there is multiplayer in donkey kong thank you well what i yeah. did Actually, not I don't know this. this is i think this doesn't look right to me <laughs> this looks like a mod this looks version. like that looks like a mod yeah. um i don't remember i mean it might they might have been unlockable characters I but remember. i don't remember being able to play as the gators no so you you can play everyone you pick a kong and you can play up to four players split screen uh mm -hmm. and there were like a couple different levels uh but basically they were just sort of these rearranged kind of open versions of of, of other 
like like jungle japes or whatever um yeah here we go uh and you basically ran around and tried to knock the other person out with all the abilities that the kongs have it was to be clear very fun and also terrible because if you remember in Kong 64 in order to take your gun out you have to switch into first person mode and it's really clunky to move so ideally you would get out your gun and just like find the other person and but you put yourself at risk by doing that that someone would come up behind you and kick you yeah, this is it. Yeah, literally, like, I had no idea that there was a multiplayer mode. I can't believe, I just thought it was the, you know, I thought it was one of the greatest single player experiences on the N64. I did not realize that it had uh, this extra mode. This is where it. I thought now, you were going now for, like, I the want end it on of this Nintendo- Battle Royale. I thought you were going to just throw. Yes, this would be the perfect way to end the Battle Royale, would be yeah. this multiplayer mode. Oh, my friggin' God, Mr. Miyamoto, he just got up. And he's walking across the Nintendo headquarters right now. Here he comes. He's slapping a paper down. He's like, we're making this and we're not giving him any credit. And I don't even care. I just, we've given him this idea is all the thanks that I need. Oh man. I did. I literally did not know that this existed. And now I'm, now I'm thinking, oh, this is probably why it hasn't come to uh, N64 or NSO because they haven't figured out a way to make this work on, uh, Seth, the next time you and I are in the same office together, I will find a Nintendo 64 and a copy of Donkey Kong 64. I'll bring mine. I'll just bring it. Play this. (laughs) It's not good, but it's really fun. No, I'm sure it's not. It's just just (laughs) Donkey Kong 64. But okay, so those are all actually all super good. And I I hope Nintendo makes. We have time for one. We have one more. We have one more. We have ten, eight, nine and a half minutes left. Yeah. Okay. I've got one other segments. one. Uh, I'm going to pitch Zelda 99. Mm-hmm. It is a one heart Zelda challenge dungeon. You have one heart to get through this dungeon. You're racing against 98 other people to get through this dungeon. First person to get all the way through the dungeon and defeat the boss wins. So you're not only racing to stay to get there as fast as you can, but you only have one heart. Normal enemies will deal half a heart of damage. So you get two hits and you're knocked out. That keeps it that eliminates people pretty quick. And then you, there's puzzles mixed in there, so sometimes you've got to have puzzles and stuff like that. And the different dungeons will the dungeons will rotate, so they'll have different uh, you know special weapons. Some of them you'll get the hook shot. Some of them you'll get the fire rod. Some of them you'll get you know whatever uh, the Pegasus boots. Um, nice. And you have to use those to get through the different dungeons and the puzzles and the enemies. And then you get to the boss, and the boss is a random boss every time uh, for what you're fighting. And you have to beat the boss without getting hit because the boss. We'll kill you in one hit because the boss does one full heart of damage. That's good. So, I love it's good. I love this one a lot. And That's I'm good. assuming this is the NES graphical style. Uh yeah, probably yeah, probably NES. That would probably be either that or like maybe like uh, Link's Awakening Game Boy style. Yeah, that would be rad too. Where my, where my brain went. Be super good. Or you can switch between them. Yeah. Or they switch like they switch random, based on know. the different dungeons. They when it randomizes yeah. the level, it randomizes the graphics between NES. SNES, Game Boy, and um, the other yeah, one. See, ones. now I want this, but I want it merged with a Zelda maker so that people can make mm, dungeons yeah. for 99 people to go through. That'd be rad. Oh, that would be super cool too. Yeah. If like you can make your own and challenge your friends with your own dungeons that you made. And really yeah, good. Man, this is all such good. This is all such good free ideas for Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> just Nintendo, them, do so. you like money? Um, Call us. Apparently they do, according to Phil Spencer. They're sitting they don't on have to call me. They get my money so, anyways. They do. Yeah, they're gonna get. It. They get it. But well, these are free games, actually. No, I guess they. The idea is that people they're lost subscribe. They spur people to subscribe to. Yeah. yeah. To NSO. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 
right, before we get to question block, I want to do a very quick shout out that I have been sitting on. I forgot to do it, but this is the best. Like the last day of, I'm going to give a shout out to the continent of Europe. <laughs> and this is why, because Gamescom was so rad. Uh, on the last day we were done. We like had wrapped and I think like, they're like, you guys are done. And so it was me, Max and Stella. And we were just like, I think we were like looking for pizza or something. We're walking through Cologne and uh, I meet like eyes with this dude who's coming up beside me and he looks at me and this like dawning of familiarity comes on his face and he goes, oh, Seth Macy, IGN. And I was like, oh yeah. And then like, Brian turns around, and he goes, Brian Altano. And then Max turns around, and he goes, Max. And then Stella turns around, and he goes, Stella. And it was friggin' awesome. He was there with his brother and like their two girlfriends. And Gamescom had actually sold out that day. So they drove from another part of Germany and they were just like kind of bummed that they didn't get into Gamescom. But then they ran into us and they were like super huge fans. Like he saw me first and was like, oh, cool. But he like, you know, Brian, Max, and Stella are like, significantly higher level of recognizability yeah it's true but like it was just so cool he was so rad i wish i remembered his name um but yeah he was like oh you know we couldn't get into gamescom but he's like this is just just as good this is so fun so yeah shout out to europe everybody there was rad and i and i like that and i respect that well Um, i've got a shout out that's on the same uh wavelength for you seth macy i went to nintendo live during pax that's right after gamescom and I also got recognized while waiting in line for a bunch oh. of people. And they're like, oh, Jada Griffin, like, oh my goodness. I and came up and took, I took pictures with them. And they're like, I love you on the podcast and stuff like that. And I was like, I was like, like oh, all the you. podcasts. It's yeah. important to point out. And so, you know, shout out to, I, 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 there was a couple people that I met. I believe there was a David and an Alan were the two that I got names for. There was another one that was like, Hey, I love your work and walk just kept walking by. And I was like, cool, thank you. I love yours too. Um, while I was waiting in line to spend way too much money at the Nintendo merch shop. Um, oh, but yeah, it was a uh, shout out to the to Nintendo Live and uh, those people that are watching and saying hi to us at the cons. I'm always happy to yeah. meet are, fans and say hello. Are we doing are we doing recognized stories? Because I have one too. <laughs> Let's hear it. Let's shout them out. That sucks. Oh. Um, so I was on a cruise last year. Um, out of Florida. And I was walking down the mezzanine, which is where all the shops and stuff are on the cruise. And I saw this guy walking by with an anime t-shirt on. I don't remember which one it was. Again, it was a year ago. And I was like, hey, I like your shirt. And he was like, thanks. And then does a double take. And he's like, are you Casey? And he just like <laughs> loses his mind and tells me that he's there with his cousin. And like, it's so great to meet me. And he is not, he, I was I met up with him again later and he brought up that he not only knows me from IGN but he knew me from like my very first public like gaming industry appearance which I'm not going to tell you guys you go you'll have to google it if you really want to oh know my God. it's not somebody in the comments right now good. is like this is it here's a link in. they're going to link it it's fine it's out there if if anyone have ever googled me you've seen it so it's fine but like so like this guy has been like following my career since like 2012 and also it was like my husband was there too and he's like you guys are great your inspiration it was just crazy it was awesome that's so awesome but on a cruise out of florida like how did like what like it's like it kind of makes a lot more sense to um 
like be at a, be at a game convention and yeah, get to meet somebody who knows like, who you I are. I would never have expected to be recognized anywhere else but a gaming convention. Okay, we we have uh, about two and a half minutes, and Zach McDaniel, top contributor, who I'm pretty sure I uh, has asked a lot of questions, wants to know what games do you play decompress after a hectic day, or do you have another form of post work therapy? Excuse me. Uh, I'm curious to hear from the panel. What do you do? What do you play a game, or do you have some other some other thing that you do for post work therapy? Casey, what about you? Man, so. If I'm feeling up to it, I will play a game that I want to play for fun. Recently, I started playing the Pokemon TCG, the Game Boy game on the <laughs> on Nintendo Switch Online, and also started playing Pokemon TCG in real life. Um, nice. But when I really need to decompress and just turn my brain off because I'm tired of thinking, I will just put on a procedural drama, like the one that plays during prime time like i like got through all of like 911 and the rookie and uh like the good <laughs> nice. doctor just like i'm just like i don't want to think about things let's just like have a plot that i can just mildly pay attention to now i'm watching gray's anatomy it's all very basic that is there you go hey i appreciate that i respect that jada what about you post work therapy three things i'm gonna lightning round through them uh, hit it one of them is i'm a big record co uh, vinyl collector so i nice. listen to, i didn't know uh, that we should hang out heck yeah we should um, I oh, collect yeah. a lot of uh, mostly video game soundtrack vinyls. So my one of my main go-tos is the Near Automata uh, vinyl record because it's just so melodic and just it makes me forget about everything when I listen to that music. It's amazing. If you haven't listened to it, go listen to that soundtrack. Uh, my other thing I do when I'm playing games, my game, my go-to game is Slay the Spire um, nice. because I just don't have to really think. I can just kind of spam cards and go through it. Yes, there's strategy if you want to. Um, I'm a, I'm up to like eat like five on most of the characters, so like it's yeah. challenging now, but uh, I love it. Uh, and then my my go-to for when I don't want to play a game and I don't want to listen to music, I go back to a classic show that I love, and nine times out of ten, it is Parks and Rec because yeah. I love me some Leslie Nope. All right, Reb, we have. 15 seconds. Uh, don't find games helpful to decompress after work. Uh, usually read a book, uh, but I also really like cooking and find cooking soothing. So cooking dinner. Hell yeah. Nice. Uh, and I am going to be getting my ham radio license. So that's the thing that I'm doing. All right. That's all the time we have left for this week's NBC. But before we go, I have a few favors to ask. If you're watching us on YouTube, leave us a like and a nice comment. If you're listening to us on a podcast app, please leave us a review. It helps us spread the good word, and we will be forever in your debt. Casey, Jada, Rev the Legend, thank you all for being here, talking Pokemon, bringing your expertise, bringing the thunder. And uh, remember, NBC is the only place where you can get the thing. Get the thing. Get the thing. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving god, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.